you think about an individual's walk with God and you begin to wonder where on earth did they come from to get to where they are today? Well, on tonight's segment of the Bridge Podcast, in this moment, whatever time you're watching it, whether it's on a jog, whether you're in the car, on your way to work, or drinking your morning tea, we're so glad to be able to have a small little interview with someone that we love and appreciate and honor so dearly. My name is Lou Micah. And my name is Josel. I am Michael Thomas. And this is The Bridge Podcast. Run the intro. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to everybody watching, whether you're watching our live premiere on Facebook, whether you're tuning in on our different platforms for podcasts, whether it's Google Podcasts or, or Apple Podcasts, we are so happy and grateful that you are here with us again today for The Bridge Podcast. I'm your host, Lou Micah, um, one of your co-hosts here, and we're so blessed to be together with you all. Thank you for those who have been faithfully listening and following our content. Please remember to uh, continue to follow and to share uh, whatever you have been listening to that has blessed you, and that can be an opportunity to bless somebody else. We're so grateful for that. Uh, tonight and this day, we, we, we've got a very, very, very special episode out here for you. We're so privileged right now that we have a man of God with us who walks humbly before the Lord. And if anyone knows anything about him, he is truly a humble man. And he's truly someone who has that sensitivity to the spirit of God. He is, he is, he is someone who knows the work behind youth ministry. He is husband to Deanna, dad to Myla Joy, to Jayla and to Judah, serving the youth ministries of the United Pentecostal Church International as our youth president, our dear brother, Michael Thomas. Welcome to the Bridge Podcast, Brother Thomas. Thank welcome, you. welcome, welcome. So glad to be here. Amen. We are so excited to have you, uh, Brother Thomas. And uh, once again, thank you so much for taking the time uh, out of your busy schedule, busy day to uh, sit down with us here at the Bridge Podcast, and uh, uh, I know we've got a lot of exciting topics, a lot of exciting discussions that we want to uh, bring up. Uh, but before we go into all of that, um, I'm wondering if you could first uh, tell all of our listeners, anybody that's tuning in, who is Michael Thomas? Maybe share just a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, your family, your beautiful family that we've seen. Tell us who is Michael Thomas. Absolutely. Well, thank you once again for having me on the podcast, and it's great to be among friends again. Uh, some of our fondest memories were made just a few years ago in Montreal and in Canada on an AYC trip. So it's always uh, exciting and a privilege to reconnect. Uh, so who is Michael Thomas? Some mornings I wake up and I ask the very same question, uh, but I think you, you pretty much generally answered the uh, question earlier in the description you gave. 
you know, I feel like first and foremost, I, I just try to be an obedient servant uh, to the Lord. And um, my passion is ministry and uh, soul winning, discipleship, evangelism. And, uh, you know, specifically, I'm, I'm called to youth ministry right now in this season of my, my life. And I'm privileged to do that and thrilled to see what God is doing in the lives of young people and to see the progression uh, that is happening uh, in young people across our movement, but also in the individual lives that, that I'm connected to. And so, yeah, I'm married to Deanna, uh, my wife of 15 years this May, guys, wow. 15 years. Yeah. And awesome. uh, we, were, we were kids when we got married, uh, but she is uh, my, my joy in my life and my constant source of strength. She's, uh, we, we've experienced a lot over the last 15 years, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm married to Deanna. Yes, I'm dead to Myla Joy. Uh, incidentally, my little girl, Myla, would always call Lou Micah, Blue Micah. We had, <laughs> we had to convince her that he was, you know, not necessarily blue. He was Lou, you know, he's Blue <laughs> Micah. Um, she just turned nine years old and uh, she's just a ray of sunshine. And then, you know, the Lord just blessed our family to expand uh, with twins. Jayla and Judah were born around wow. eight months ago. And our family grew by four wow. feet, literally. And uh, it's just been an adventure. It's been great. Uh, they're sleeping through the night uh, now for about six months. So we're wow. rejoicing in That's that. Awesome. So, yeah, first and foremost, just uh, I'm committed to the Lord, to the kingdom and my wife and my children. And I just counted an honor to do what I get to do. And that is to serve others in the kingdom of God. Amen. And you, we're, we're, we're so blessed by that description and, and um, you know, for our viewers out there, I'm, I'm, I, I say it and, you know, I, he is, he's the funniest guy. If you guys get a chance to sit around a coffee table drinking Tim Hortons or Starbucks or Brother Thomas laughing around a campfire, that's literally what we did at our youth camp. And he is a jokester. He's, a, he's, he's hilarious. You're going to love it. And um, we, 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 we love that, I guess, that human side of you. And, you know, we, we kind of want to know, like, you know, if we just kind of put a ministry on the side just for a quick second. And we just want to hear Brother Thomas a little bit of, you know, what is what does a Michael Thomas do, you know, when he's he's not wearing that youth ministries hat, when he's not, you know, when, when he's relaxing? Well, we want to hear a little bit about that. Uh, I take a nap um, <laughs> if, if I can. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, I catch up on any sleep that I can. Uh, man, I, I really love to run. Um, that's just kind of become a hobby. And, and thankfully, it's a healthy hobby. Uh, I love to fish. Uh, I got to do some fishing recently with uh, my brother-in-law in Lake Gunnersville, uh, which is famous for bass fishing in the southeast Huntsville, Alabama. Um, I do. I have a kayak I like to fish from uh, at times. And uh, yeah, I love running. Um, and just basically doing anything outdoors. Um, I, I grew up helping my dad build things and I've worked in uh, construction in years past. So if, if I can, I try to take on a project, uh, a home project or DIY project that really fuels my tank. And uh, yeah, that's just kind of what I do. Um, and, and of course, reading and podcast, you know, how about that? Yeah. Uh, but 
I just love love listening to podcasts um, and uh, reading historical uh, works and books, and of course, spiritually enhancing books as well. Um, so that that's always fueling. And then uh, just finding uh, YouTube videos of preaching and because of the times and just uh, listening to what the word of the Lord has to say. So that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. And I drink coffee as much as possible. Yes. Yes. Coffee is an essential, of course, Hey. in, uh, <laughs> in any preacher's arsenal. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, that's, uh, that's really awesome. And um, it, it's, it's interesting um, just from observation in the, even in the past couple of years, um, you've been, uh, I don't want to say thrown into, but you've been placed in uh, different positions and had to uh, uh, kind of adapt into uh, different areas of ministry that you've been in uh, throughout your, I guess, your time in youth ministry as a whole. Um, so I just wanted to ask, and maybe you can share a little bit about uh, your ministerial journey, uh, even from when you started at, I don't know if it was at a young age or you can tell us a little bit, a little bit about that. Uh, but what did that look like for, for you uh, growing up? Sure. And I'll give you the abbreviated version. Uh, you know, I, I think it really started with me. Um, my mom and dad were called to a church that had just uh, went off of North American missions status or what was known as then as home missions. And so my family and I went there and I think they had around eight members that voted us in. Uh, and then there were some services where there were only five people there, and that was me and my family. Uh, so it got kind of awkward when my dad would preach about sin, and uh, there was only my family there. And of course, he was always preaching to my sisters. He wasn't preaching to me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, kind of growing up in the home mission, small church uh, atmosphere, Early on, myself and my sisters, we just kind of threw ourselves into what my mom and dad were doing. And, and one of my first jobs uh, was to help mow the two to three acre lot that the church sat on. So I spent a lot of time on a mower, you know, when I was very young, just mm -hmm. mowing the grass at the church. You know, that's what we did. And then probably my first job, I would say, at the church was every Sunday morning. My dad would give me a broom and he said, okay, your job is to sweep off the porch and the front entrance area mm -hmm. uh, of the church. And so uh, that's what I did. And then over the years, um, I, I learned to play the drums and uh, I learned to be the janitor. I learned to do whatever needed to be done. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I would say like, really, I, I can't point to just a profound moment where, yes, I can tell you where God called me to preach, but to feel that call of ministry and that closeness and nearness to God. That's something that I really started feeling when I was seven or eight years old. And it wasn't when I was holding a mic in my hand, but it's when I was holding a broom in my hand or I was mowing the church lawn because wow. I didn't understand what I was feeling, but I could feel that I was pleasing the Lord through my service to him. And so even today, you know, I, I still try whatever it is being youth president um, or, you know, being somebody who is cleaning out, uh, the closet at the church, whatever that may be, mm -hmm. that service and that servanthood, it just brings me a near, it gives me a nearness and a closeness to the Lord. So, um, and then I was called to preach uh, when I was around 18 years old. Mm -hmm. um, I just went through this season where God was just uh, really just kind of breaking me. And, and I was feeling a burden for souls and a burden for people. And of course, talked with my pastor and he gave me opportunities. And then I went away to Bible college for a while 
and, uh, you know, had so many people in my life that were so good to me. My pastor and other ministers gave me opportunities to preach, and it just kind of evolved and grew from there. But I would say that the root, um, the root of my ministerial journey started with a broom in my hand, if that makes sense. And yeah. it just kind of evolved from there. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And I love that you emphasize that. Um, we, we talked about this, I think, in, in a couple of previous episodes ago. Um the call of God and understanding God's plan for our lives. And a lot of the times that just simply requires us to, to step in and do what needs to be done. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to share my entire story, but uh, I kind of resonate with, with, uh, with your journey as well. Uh, you know, being a pastor's kid and growing up, uh, in the church, uh, having to just fill in the spots, you know, we needed someone to drum. We needed someone to, uh, I don't know if you guys remember those projectors, with the slides i ran those yes <laughs> yeah yes. <laughs> we wow need someone to do it so um i love that you emphasize that and um i think that uh many young people who are still um maybe unsure or maybe just wanting to uh you know be used by god there are so many things that you can do that are yeah not holding a mic outside of the pulpit uh that need to be done in the kingdom right and uh mm -hmm. so I, i'm really glad that you shared that with us um, and emphasize uh, serving could be holding a broom. <laughs> right. And Brother Thomas, like, thank you for, for, for reiterating servanthood. Um, that we can see that as a, an outlining uh, foundational piece of your ministry. And we kind of also want to dig a little bit deeper um, and, and ask you, you know, with that heart of a servant, uh, that desire to serve, what can you share with young ministers or a young person, you know, in high school or in either in their hyphen age and they're, you know, they're, they're dabbling with their calling, uh, that God has placed on their life or, you know, what, what would you say are some other foundational pieces that can help them on their journey? Sure. I, I would say, um, do not hesitate uh, to throw yourself into prayer. Of course, that's foundational for everything we do. So, so let's say that you're a young person listening to this podcast and you feel a call to preach, or you feel a call to minister through music, uh, or you're not sure right now, but you know that God has something for you to do. Whatever the specific ministry that God calls you to or manifests in your life, prayer is going to be key and foundational. Mm -hmm. um, whether you are a preacher or you are a Sunday school teacher, being able to hear the voice of the Lord is paramount. Um, you will not be effective. Uh, you will not have longevity in ministry if you cannot learn to hear the voice of God. And so we know that it's through prayer and that interaction. So don't, don't hesitate to throw yourself into prayer early on. Don't think that that's something that I'll adapt or I'll uh, go to a prayer seminar later on and I'll get all the tools together. Prayer, you learn it by just doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I would encourage you, don't, if you were like me, um, and even now, uh, my personality is somewhat analytical. The green, if you're part of the colors or one on the Enneagram. Uh, is to be very analytical and try to have everything in order and structured. And uh, when I was younger, 
I, I let that hinder my prayer life. I thought, well, no, I've got to do this first. I got to enter his gates with thanksgiving and then I've got to oh. repent. And if I get things out of order, then God's going to be displeased or I'm not going to be effective in ministry or prayer. Mm. Now, really, yes, there is a pattern in prayer. We know that praying through the tabernacle plan, all of those things are effective. But at the same time, if you feel like you're kind of scattered and all over the place, but you still pray, then just pray. Okay. Uh, God will give you the structure and God will give you the methods that you need. But don't concentrate on so much as doing prayer right, okay? Just do prayer, and mm. God will teach you in those moments of prayer. And then I would say uh, that's foundational no matter what your ministry looks like. And these are basics, okay? They're not earth-shattering. But throw yourself into the Word of God. No matter what you're doing, you need to have a great foundation in the Word of God. Read your Bible, but don't just read it. Never read your Bible without a notepad or your eye notes open where you can take personal notes and let the word of God be applied directly to your life. Um, I would say that uh, I wish I would have done that at a younger age. In my late teens, I really started doing that. And, and I can say this honestly, that a lot of things that and a lot of points that I minister from today even have come from those personal notes that I've taken through reading the Bible and studying the Bible. I learned a lot at Bible college. I've learned a lot through my the theology courses, um, and I'm thankful for those, and we need those. If you, if you have access to those or you can go to Bible college with your pastor's blessing, do so. But until that moment comes for you, maybe you're 12 or 13 years old, there is nothing stopping you from giving yourself to prayer and giving yourself to study and understanding the Word of God. As a matter of fact, you're, you're at a place right now where you're going to, everybody has a different and unique calling into ministry. And I would even say that everybody has a different style of ministry. Right now, let the Lord mold that in your life and let the Lord shape that. And, and I would say, because we, we don't need, you know, Pastor Hassel or Lou Micah being duplicates of each other. Mm -hmm. We need your specific ministries and voices. Mm -hmm. And so right now in those uh, formative years, God can begin molding and shaping your voice right now. I think you'll struggle more with that as you get older and you begin comparing yourself among your peers. Mm -hmm. And you think, well, right. I've got to preach like this person or minister like this person. But right now, if you can find what works for you and God, mm -hmm. you can carry that into your later years of ministry and be the unique voice that God has called you to be in, in his church. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, there was, uh, and and thank you for those points. That's um, really phenomenal. There was there was something that you mentioned earlier uh, when you were talking about kind of your journey, and uh, I don't know why this stuck out to me, uh, but you mentioned that right now you are in this season of youth ministry. Uh, what what does that transition look like, or or, or how did it look like for you? Um, maybe transitioning into youth ministry or uh, maybe to somebody who's tr possibly transitioning out at some point. Uh, mm -hmm. how, how can you identify that and how can you uh, kind of utilize some of those points that you just made uh, into making that transition? Sure. I'll, I'll try to, to summarize that. Um, I think, first of all, no matter where you are in your ministry journey or your season, as, as the word we're using right now, it's not your job to figure out what the next move is. It's your job to grow. Mm -hmm. 
there's an old saying that says bloom where you're planted. And so you, your responsibility right now is to grow. Okay. Don't try to figure out all the specifics or uh, force the next door open. Grow. That's your job. And as you grow, God will begin to prepare your heart for a transition. You, you won't know what that looks like or, or what that's going to be, but God will begin to prepare you. And if we want to compare it to the analogy of a plant, uh, my mom, I used to help her, you know, with her, her azaleas and her plants that would last, you know, two or three weeks because we would forget to water them sometimes or go to family camp and they would die. But, but we would, there were times where, where there was a flower that would start off in this pot and, and it would do great. But after a while, mom would say, okay, Michael, we got to transplant this flower. And I, I said, why mom is doing great. She says, no, you can tell that it's reaching its maximum root capacity and it's time to transplant it to the next place. Wow. Um, God will give you triggers in your spirit and in your walk with him that will let you know that transition is coming. It's happening. But again, let him transplant you. It's not your job to do that. Mm -hmm. you, you just stay faithful, obedient, and grow where you are. And when the time comes, God will transplant you. And um, so I think that God will always give you keys and our, our signs to let you know that that's coming. He prepares you. He's not going to let you be caught off guard. Uh, just being totally transparent right here with you all. Um, my season before coming to work at youth ministries as director of promotion, God had told me, he said, there's transition coming. There were people, Brother Lou Michael, when I was with you guys in Montreal, uh, God used several voices in your voice to confirm that there is change coming. I didn't know what it was. I could not imagine that I would be doing what I'm doing right now. Wow. But the Lord, the Lord prepared me. And I remember the Lord, and I've got it in my journal over here on the desk, where the Lord told me, he said, you know, I'm bringing you to a place, this next transition, where you're just going to have to trust me. It's almost like leaping from a cliff and just trusting the Lord. And then when a few months later, I got the call and the invitation to do what I'm doing, I really started living that out where, oh, wow, I'm going to have to really trust the Lord. And he's always going to call you to do something that makes you uncomfortable. If you're comfortable, you're probably not in the will of God right now. Mm. Wow. Will, his will always calls you to be uncomfortable. You know, if I could use this analogy, uh, Mary, Mary was, was pregnant with the will of God. She was pregnant with the Messiah child, but she still had to carry that child. She still had to uh, bathe that child, feed that child, die for that child. So God's will will always call you, cause you to a place where you feel even overwhelmed and not prepared for it. But again, that's the beauty of it is that you have to start relying on him to cause your roots to start growing again. Mm -hmm. And now that you've got broad territory and broad room, your roots begin to grow out again. And if you can learn right now to grow no matter where you go in ministry, no matter where God transplants you to, you're going to be all right because you've learned a long time ago how to grow and you grow through pain. Mm -hmm. You go through, you, you grow through suffering mm -hmm. and we don't just go through trials. I say, but we grow through trials. Mm -hmm. That's imperative. Mm. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could stop right here. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, that was, that was amazing. Uh, and oh, and I, I love I love that so much. And I think that in a in a world right now, 
um, I don't know if it's just me, my observation, and, and maybe the, the the things that are around me, but um, the the culture, of the world is is pushing a lot of um, ideas to to young people nowadays about. Um, I don't know if you guys seen a lot of those. For some reason, I, I'm seeing a lot more during the pandemic, but. Uh, you know, these self-help gurus and, um, you know, all kinds of uh, voices that are speaking to young people about trying to make it on your own, try to do things on your own. And um, I fear that maybe that that concept is uh, grasping our young people to the point that they're uh, relying too much on their se- on themselves, on their own. Uh, yeah, sure, their personal growth and not enough on uh, on the Holy Spirit, on, on the plan of God for their life. And uh, I love I love that you said that. Allow God to to transition you. Allow God to transplant you into a bigger plan, and uh, just just allow yourself to grow. So thank you so much, uh, Brother Thomas, for uh, giving that word for us. Um, on that note, I want to uh, kind of touch on this next topic. Uh, obviously, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're rubbing our hands together now. Uh, <laughs> um, you. Uh, first served as the promotional director for uh, youth ministries uh, some years ago. I, I think you served how long? About a year, or uh, from January 2018 until the fall of 2020. So almost two and a half almost years, two, right? Okay. Almost three years, two and a half years. Yeah. Awesome. So it's been a couple of years. That's awesome. And uh, you recently transitioned uh, into the youth president role of the uh, youth ministries, and. Uh, um, so, so I don't know what, what is entailed in that role, but I understand that, you know, NAYC being, uh, the, the massive growing event that it's been, I mean, in the last uh, couple, the last NAYC I actually attended was 2015 in Oklahoma. Mm. That was the last one I attended, uh, because after that I got married and then I had a kid. So, uh, <laughs> a lot of, sure. a lot of big stuff happened. Um, yeah. but it, it's been just a growing event moving from, uh, basketball stadiums to football stadiums and even bigger football stadiums. And it's just been uh, a crazy event. Um, and, you know, this year we were supposed to have an NYC um, in Indianapolis, which obviously wasn't uh, able to go through because I'm assuming because of the pandemic um, and, and all the stuff that's going on in our world today. How has that been for you? <laughs> like, uh, I'm sure that's probably a really stressful uh, thing to deal with. How, how has that yeah. process been for you guys? Uh, <laughs> like a roller coaster ride. Uh, yeah, it's it's been. Uh, can you guys hear me? OK, yeah. Through my yeah. Wi-Fi. OK, great. Yeah, it's, it's been like a roller coaster ride. Honestly, uh, Pastor Sell, it's it's. Um, you know, back in January, when we, everyone expected, you know, January 2021, everything's going to lift, everything's going to get back to normal. Well, mm-hmm. as we know, it didn't. Uh, but we felt the team, we felt, you know, it's our job to press and make this happen, if at all possible. And so, you know, every day that honestly, I could say for the past three months, nearly every day that we walked in the office, it was a phone call, it was an email, it was a Zoom call with the uh, city representatives of Indianapolis trying to figure out how we can make this happen. And uh, I felt like it was my duty to, if if we had to cancel this, to, yes, tell our pastors and youth pastors, you know, we did everything we could do. But at the end of the day, to be able to look at young people and say, look, we did not leave any stone unturned and we tried to make this happen. 
um, we felt like that was our mission, that mm -hmm. if we had to cancel this and disappoint and, you know, uh, prevent young people from being able to have a North American Youth Congress, we felt like it, we had to do everything we could do. So it's it's been a roller coaster. There were some days that I would go into the office and we feel like this is going to work. It's going to happen. You know, things are looking great. And then we would get uh, a news article or we would have a conversation with the representatives of the city. And then the next day we're like, nah, it's not going to happen. And then the next day we're like, that's going to happen. It's just up and down roller coaster. Wow. I felt like uh, someone in high school trying to work out a dating relationship with a girl. It's just, you know, from day to day, you don't know what's going to happen. You know? Just the bag of tricks. Right? You never know. Wow. I, yeah. I, I do. a. I think, and, and a lot of people need, uh, need to hear that. And I think that's a big deal um, to know that you did what you could. Right. Uh, because I, I, I'm, I know for, for us uh, currently uh, here in Canada, I, we didn't, think we were going to be able to go because of the borders being closed and whatnot so um we we didn't really even plan to to try and go we just kind of planned to hope to catch if there was like an online live stream or something like that um, right. but i know there was a lot of people that were yeah probably disappointed um that uh, it wasn't able to go through uh but i i think that um for me personally even though i wasn't planning to go i really appreciate hearing the fact that you and the team uh, really, like you said, had no stone unturned and just did your best to uh, try to make it happen. And so uh, for everybody listening, uh, we got to appreciate this wonderful uh, UPCI Youth Ministries team uh, for doing uh, what they could. And right. uh, I just want to say this before uh, Lou takes over on the next topic, that we are always praying for you guys. Um, right. It's like like we mentioned already it's not an easy task um uh dealing with this and i'm 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 glad that we can still have you know like we're gonna have a virtual event that we're all really excited for and yes sir. we're gonna be praying for that we're gonna be praying for you brother thomas uh as you will be there to support you guys yeah and uh also reverend uh victor jackson uh we're really excited about that uh but uh on behalf of us here at least uh in canada <laughs> we're we're uh, praying for you guys and uh we believe yeah. that uh, God has placed the the right individuals for this time, and uh, thank so you. thank you so much for everything that you guys are doing. Um, I just I couldn't go on in the podcast without saying that and uh, showing our appreciation for everything that you guys do for Youth Ministries. Thank you so much. Yeah. It means a lot. It means a lot. And and thank you for that support. And uh, you know we we have to just trust the Plan B of the Lord mm -hmm. uh, for Youth Congress moving forward. Uh, you know, so I, I'm excited to see that there is in-person gatherings happening, mm -hmm. uh, some in North America. And when you think about our tagline that we're going with right now, scattered together, uh, and you think about that crowning right. moment in 2019 where Brother Tuttle, who I believe under the, the power of the Holy Ghost, somewhat prophesied that, you know, if we're going to fill the nosebleed section, then we've got to reach our world. Well, you know, here's our moment, here's our time. And I'm believing that when we do get back together in 2023, that we're going to see the results of the harvest that we're going to bring into the church this year. That's so good. I'm excited about what the Lord is going to bring about through his plan B. But Amen. thank you. Absolutely. Amen. We're excited and, for and I think it aligns perfectly with, I guess, our, our, our little segment that we're going to tag on here. Um, you know, we have the opportunity to have the youth president with us here tonight. 
And so we're, we're, we're getting the inside scoop on, you know, what has happened in the background. And so we want to know, you know, uh, we're, we're excited this year for Move the Mission. We are so excited about what God is going to do. And um, we're so blessed that in our district, in the middle of the 2020 portion of the pandemic, that we were able to beat our record from last year. Praise and God. so, and I know the same of the Central Canadian District. They were yes, able to beat a re a, th their record of the previous year. So what is about to happen this year, Brother Thomas, I believe it's going to go literally, uh, the, 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 um, I, someone, someone mentioned this to me, that your sacrificial giving is going to go hand in hand with the revival that you're going to harvest. And we are, we, we are excited. Our, our youth groups have been growing. Uh, the people that have been hungry and knocking at the doors, knocking at the seams, getting on, on board with Bible studies, getting on board with, uh, with the gospel Bible studies, um, you know, material that has been offered to us by UPCI Youth Ministries through the giving of uh, what is what has previously known as She's for Christ now is Move the Mission. We're excited for what God's going to do in 2021. Um, it's going to be greater. We're going to blow the we're going to blow the roof off of this thing, and we're excited to partner yes. with with UPCI Youth Ministries, the Youth Ministries team, uh, the run the 5K run that you did, Brother Thomas. Um, has been such an inspiration and a blessing for us here. Um, and we're, we're taking up that challenge. We're taking up the banner. And uh, on that note, we wanted to just ask you, you know, a little bit about that, maybe the SFC to MTM transition. And not only that, but things that you're looking forward to this year for Move the Mission. Sure. Yeah. So first of all, thank you all for your record giving to move the mission. It's incredible to see the progression and growth in, in Lou Micah last year we followed, and I think the year before, we followed intently your your updates about your uh, walk and, and all the participants there. So that's exciting to see that momentum. Um, yeah, so, so for 68 years, uh, what has been known as She's for Christ uh, has been underwriting, undergirding and funding missions and ministry around the world uh, and when you we talk when we talk about the harvest that the Lord is sending to the church and the great revival that's coming um, we know that you know prayer word mm -hmm. fasting preaching those are all the non-negotiable elements of harvest and evangelism but when you think about it all of those elements have to be funded um, and so we find in the book of Acts anytime there was a missionary journey or there was a cause, there had to be the funding of those causes. And so in essence, that's what Move the Mission is all about, is funding the various causes, as we know, global missionaries, but also church plants right here in North America and, and in the provinces of Canada. Um, it helps uh, children who need to be adopted into homes, children who do not have homes. Uh, it helps troubled young men. We could just go on and on, but I would say that Move the Mission uh, when you get to move the mission, you give to more causes. You, you give to, it's probably the most versatile offering in the UPCI. And I can say right that mm -hmm. um, you just give to move the mission. You give to so many causes, even district youth ministry. 
and uh, youth camps and youth conventions are possible because of Move the Mission. And then Brother Lou Mike of the resources that you mentioned that you guys use there. Uh, those are all underwritten by uh, Move the Mission. And so 68 years here on our journey, uh, I believe $151 million has been raised through the years wow. and given to this cause. And as you know, in 2021, She's for Christ became known as Move the Mission. And some people, you know, we're puzzled. They said, why, why did you do that? Are you just want, wanting to change that up? Uh, I assured assure them that we carefully, prayerfully, and with counsel made that change. But one of the main things that why She's for Christ is now known as Move the Mission is because She's for Christ did not translate well into other languages, specifically French uh, and Spanish. And so we found that Move the Mission translated well into French and Spanish. And I might add wow. that for the first year, for the first time, our Move the Mission videos will all be translated to French and Spanish. Wow. We're not awesome. talking about... Praise God. Yeah, it's exciting. D, Brother DJ Hill, our director of promotions, doing a fantastic job. But it's not going to just be words in the lower thirds, but you're actually going to hear preachers. If, if the preacher's preaching in the English version, you're going to hear a French or a Spanish preacher preaching in those respective versions. Um, so it, it translates better. Um, and then also sheaves uh, was just an antiquated word uh, that our young people, they didn't really understand what it was. And, and some of our new converts who come into church, they have filled out envelopes of donation for cheese for Christ <laughs> and cheese as in the female S-H-E, you know, dash S or oh, possibly no. S. She's for Christ. She's for she's for Christ. Christ. <laughs> so, and, and 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 I say that with all respect for the rich history of She's for Christ, but it was it was difficult. It was challenging to sometimes mm -hmm. convey that to young people and new converts. Uh, so we're excited about about the name change, the logo change, but again, the mission remains the same. Yes. And so, uh, 2021, you know has kicked off really the campaign has kicked off tremendously uh, i spoke with a district youth president recently where in his youth convention ninety six thousand dollars was pledged to move the mission by young people alone wow. that's just young people so uh it's it's going to be incredible i believe that that revival and evangelism that the lord is sending to north america and of course global globally uh it, it's going to be funded and move the mission is going to have a strong uh role to play in that amen wow it, it's definitely not easy um kind of rebranding something that's been around for almost 70 years uh but i think you guys did a fantastic job and uh, you guys came out strong with that video like that was a a really well put together video and if i'm not mistaken it was done by canadians it was absolutely <laughs> absolutely it was and, and represent yeah <laughs> I'm telling you, they did a fantastic job, and we were so pleased with that. Because as you said, rebranding something with such historical and spiritual significance mm -hmm. had to be done right. And uh, we're just pleased with the team. And again, our director of promotion, they've done a fantastic job. And if, if I might add, like um, the the brother, brother McCarty, I believe, was the one who was the one pulling the box Mm -hmm. um, might I add that um, at the age of eight years old, Brother Adrian and I um, had the privilege at our church to have him as our children's minister at our church. And it was under his ministry 
um, that at the age of eight years old, I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost at an altar call. Wow. So cool. And so it was cool. that same weekend that he preached that Adrian and I both decided to get baptized in Jesus name. And so seeing him like added a little bit more of a, a personal touch uh, to it. And sure. it's, it's been such an honor to, 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 to watch how God has been moving mightily through She's for Christ in the past and now move the mission. Um, we're progressing. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep pushing. Um, we, you know, we may not be able to go out in the field, Brother Thomas, but we sure can help them to go. And it, it's our honor to do that. And thank you so much for iterating that and, and, and allowing our viewers and listeners to, 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 to catch that burden, to catch that fire as well. To give to She's for Christ. Oh, sorry. To give to move to missions. Oh. I'm sorry. That lingo is so. That lingo is. I know. So, it's gonna take I some know. time. It's all good. <laughs> it will. It will. It's a wrinkle. Good catch, yeah. though. You've caught it. <laughs> yes. You. Well, we're really excited about uh, move the mission, and I know a lot of youth groups are already uh, gearing up, and uh, I know we're still in the middle of a pandemic, um, but I guess to close out um, our discussion here, and thank you so much for everything that you've shared thus far, Brother Thomas. Uh, in the middle of what's happening right now in our world today, uh, I mean, there's so many things going on, like be, even beyond the pandemic with all the uh, stuff going on in the news with uh, social injustice and whatnot. Um, what is one thing that you can say to a young person that uh, may need a word of encouragement right now or maybe is struggling in their walk with God uh, in the midst of all that's happening in our world? Sure. Uh, there is a lot of turmoil. Um, I, I would say that it's imperative that you, as I said earlier on this call, but I can't stress it enough, that you stay connected to the voice of the Lord. Mm -hmm. You make sure you're hearing from him, you're reading his word. We know that all of life's answers are found in the word of God. It does speak to social injustice. It does speak to every problem and every issue that we may encounter. And so it's important that you keep up with the news, you keep up with what's going on, but do not let that ever outweigh the voice of the Lord or the authority of the word of the Lord and the presence of the word of the Lord in your life. Um, put down the phone, close the laptop, turn off the news and get in the word, listen to some preaching, uh, pray. Again, these are not earth shattering points, but this is what will keep us on the right path. And if I might could add this, is to make sure that you stay connected. Okay, I get it. Um, I was speaking to uh, one of my good friends from, from Texas. You know, as you know, Texas is, is open right now, pretty much no restrictions, but we were talking about uh, what our Canadian brothers and sisters are enduring right now. I listened to Brother Woodward's message, two weeks to flatten a curve. I'm, I'm burdened by what you all are experiencing right now in your respective provinces and in your country. Um, and, and I know that it's unique. You're a young person and you're, you're dealing with all of the media and you're dealing with all of the bad news. But with, with saying that you need to stay connected to the voice of the Lord and the word of the Lord, let me remind you that you need to stay connected to your church community. Okay. Right. It's imperative that, yeah, you may not can have your youth Friday night services like you used to or your youth camps, but the medium like Zoom that we're using tonight, if your youth group is doing that, if they're trying to facilitate some type of connect, 
I know we all have Zoom fatigue, screen fatigue, but if that's all you have, then you need to utilize that. Do what you can do to stay connected because here's why. Fear is afraid of community. Mm. Okay. And fear is the spirit that we're all battling during this pandemic. Uh, my eight-year-old daughter, I saw some manifestations of fear that I never thought I would see in her. My wife and I battle fear. Let's all be honest. Fear is the enemy right now of the day, especially during if you're still locked down in a pandemic. But fear fears community because it knows when you get out of isolation and you begin to connect with your brothers and your sisters, that there is going to be strength and clarity yes. brought into your life. They're going to be able to put things in perspective. They'll be able to confront things that are out of line with the will of God for your life. But as long as you stay isolated and disconnected, then fear will reign in your life. So yes, you need that vertical connection with God, but you also need that linear, that horizontal connection with your brothers and sisters. There's an analogy that I like to, to use a lot, but fabric basic fabric that we wear it's made up of horizontal and vertical threads that are interwoven and interlocked together but if you remove the vertical connection you just have threads or you remove the horizontal connection you you just have threads but it takes the vertical and the horizontal connection to bring strength to the fabric and so stay connected to god and stay connected to your youth group, your youth pastor, and your pastor, and you will make it through whatever your situation is. Mm. Praise God. That is so good, Brother uh, brother Thomas. And um, absolutely, uh, just from even working with uh, our young people here, uh, it's that, that's been a, a big struggle. I mean, uh, here, at least in our province, we've it's been a roller coaster for us in this pandemic. I mean, uh, going from lockdown to, um, you know, restrictions being lifted slightly and then coming back down in a third wave or whatever. Uh, it's been, it's been, uh, very difficult, but, uh, doing what we can to stay connected is such a key part, uh, mm -hmm. and very important. And I thank you so much for sharing that with uh, our listeners. Um, I mean, this is something that we've been encouraging, uh, all of, all of us to do, uh, in every episode, we want to make sure that and that, that's what the bridge podcast is about too. We're trying to connect uh, the different questions, connect the areas of ministry and life in where uh, maybe we struggle with or have a hard time dealing with. And uh, so we're really appreciative of uh, all the things that you've shared with us uh, today, brother Thomas. Um, before we close out, I wonder if you could uh, say a quick prayer um, for, for, for us, for all of our listeners, anybody that's tuning in, if you could just say a quick prayer for us um, as we close this out, and uh, we'd really appreciate that. Sure, I'd love to. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the wonderful leaders who have facilitated this podcast, and they continue to do so. Lord, it's resources and tools like this that help to strengthen and forge young people in the minds of our young people. And so, God, I pray first and foremost blessings on this team as they continue with this endeavor. And now, God, I pray specifically for those who tune in and they listen to this podcast. I pray, God, that whether it's in the present moment or in the future moments, that they would feel your presence come in right now where they sit and, God, where <laughs> they stand. 
And I pray that the Holy Ghost, God, you told us that it would be a comforter in all situations, that you would never leave us, you would never forsake us. But God, remind us right now in this moment, God, with a witness of your spirit, that you are with us and that you're greater than fear, you're greater than depression, you're greater than obstacles, Lord. We know that you are with us. And God, as you told your disciples in Acts chapter one, when they asked you for clarification on the times and the seasons, you told them to not focus on that, but to focus on the power. And that is Acts 1.8, Lord, that ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And I would remind you, young people, in prayer right now, that you have a power on the inside of you that is greater than any force on the outside of you. I pray right now, God, for an activation and God, an impartation, Lord, right now. I pray that peace that would pass understanding would guard our hearts, our minds, our minds, and our emotions, Lord. And I I pray God blessings on all that tune into this podcast. And I pray that you continue to strengthen us, Lord, for the future ahead. And we give you thanks in advance, God, for the revival that we're about to walk into and the evangelism that we're about to experience. In the name above every name, in the name of Jesus, we pray, ask, and believe that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Brother, Brother Michael Thomas, thank you so much. We could literally feel the presence of God throughout the entire conversation today. Uh, it is of no accident. Uh, we believe that this, what we've shared today, what you've shared today is really going to impact a young person's life. Mm-hmm. And we're so appreciative that you're a part of this journey with us. And we just want to say a thank you to all uh, uh, all, all of those that made it happen in the background. You guys don't see them uh, on, on, on the video recording with us today, but we've got Brother Adrian, we've got Brother Aaron, Hadassah, and Amy that are with us in the background that are our huge support, and we love them. We appreciate them so much. Shout out to them, our support team, our, 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 our social media team, and we thank you guys so much. And uh, our hosts, Brother Josel, thank you so much for, 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 for coming in day in and day out, serving as you do, as well as Brother Mateo for the content preparing. And, and Brother Thomas, we're so happy um, that he has uh, taken the time to be with us. Uh, we're so grateful that he has offered his, his, his words of encouragement, his words that have, I believe, are going to change and impact a lot of the young people and everyone that listens and tunes on in. Also, please remember to continue to follow us on our social media pages. Please continue to uh, like, to subscribe, to share our content. And whether it's on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, we want um, we, we want to help people. We want to assist people in their process, in their growth, in their walk with God. Mm-hmm. We're so happy to be a part of that journey with them alongside and um, once again, um, I know we've been coming, screens coming in and out, but I want to take another opportunity again to reiterate how grateful we are, Brother Michael Thomas, that you've taken the opportunity to be here with us um, in your busy schedule. I know it's crazy to, 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 to you know, to, to schedule everything around, and, but mm-hmm. you finally got a chance to sit down with us, and we are so grateful for that. For that we are thankful. We thank yes, you so much, thank sir. You so much. 
and let let me let me plug this in real quick everybody that is tuning in july 30th seven o'clock p.m central standard time you need to join us for the yes. virtual event nayc and uh whether you're watching with your youth group at home at your church or you're with your family at home let's uh gather what is it gather scatter, scatter together. together right right yes scatter together uh, let's take the presence of God everywhere that we are. And I believe, like as uh, Brother Thomas and Brother Lumaika had already declared, uh, this year is going to be a great year revival, even in the midst of all that's going on. And uh, we're just so thankful once again for uh, for joining us here, Brother Thomas, on this uh, episode. And uh, we really do appreciate you and your team for all that you do. Thank you for having me. God bless you all. God bless you. And we thank you, everybody. My name is Lou Micah. My name is Josel. I am Michael Thomas. Yes, sir. <laughs> and this is The Bridge Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye.